Welcome to Three Cops Talk. On this podcast, three active duty police officers discuss behind the scenes stories and real life accounts of what it's like to be a cop. Every episode, you'll get an inside look at the challenges and dangers they face on a daily basis, as well as the triumphs and inspirational moments that make it all worth it. If you want to understand more about the men and women who put their lives on the line for us every day, then this is the show for you. And now your hosts, Chris, Scott, and Sean. Hey folks, uh, welcome back to another episode of Three Cops Talk. Uh, we, as promised, are bringing you Rich Uncle Chris back from the uh, front. Hurricane! Um, you know, Chris and I both went through it. We talked about it on the last show. Like, Chris and I make a move to go south, and both of us get hit by the same hurricane. Now, mind you, in South Carolina, it was nowhere near as bad. It was bad for some people. It was a level one when it came to shore, like we talked about. But Chris was, like, right in it. And we were, like Scott and I were talking about, we were watching the news, watching the images coming out of there. So, Chris, when we were, you know... We were, we were thinking about you and we were seeing all that. And again, we were hard to get a hold of you. You were doing a lot of different things. What was it like? How did it all go down? How did it start? What did you guys do? How does it work for a cop, you know, that's never been through something like that before? So basically what happened was, is that we were, you know, obviously we were watching a storm a week ahead of time. And, um, you know, actually I was out in Tennessee with, the with my, with my family for, um, my youngest for parent day. So we're kind of watching a storm and I, you know, it came out Saturday and, and it's kind of guy you know coming towards naples and you know we kind of started getting texts hey be ready whatever and i'm like okay so i told debbie i said hey go to the other house in wisconsin you know just I, you know down here because all the stories i heard you lose comms you lose power you know your house you get blown off whatever so i'm like you know what i can't i can't go to work deal with that all the water mm-hmm. all the things rescue you know body rescues whatever and i can't get a hold of you because once we're activated you're there 24 hours until until you're not where did they actually have you so you're either at a substation Mm -hmm. or you're at um, a shelter so i was at a shelter so we get up on sunday and the storm turned left out to the gulf so like okay so then she came home got home sunday night and it turned back and i'm like okay (laughs) you gotta go so so it was looking for debbie pretty much it was was yeah pretty much it was looking for okay so florida blame obviously with all this it was i mean i'm like okay so now what do i do it's like okay so i get we get her out and i'm like all right so the dogs just were at the you know they were at the um the kennel and i just kept them there because i knew they had generators and everything they'd be good so now i'm by myself um, my oldest one's going to finally, go to the, oh, oh wait, yeah, no, right. Sorry. Right. It took a, it took a, it took a hurricane. It took a hurricane. Get some <laughs> right. So, 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 and I knew my oldest, I knew steam was going to be at the hospital and she was the same way. Once she gets called in, she's, she's there. working there. I mean, she's um, working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's working there. So I knew all my, all my chick, all my chickadees were, were, were safe. So like, okay. So then we get the call, um, uh, Monday, um, you know, Monday, Monday's a regular day. They're watching a storm. And all of a sudden they're like, all right, Tuesday, one o'clock we're activated. I'm like, okay, so I don't have a sleeping bag. I got, I got nothing. Gives me this hurricane list. Um, and I get my assignment. I'm at a shelter. So my shelter's at a school and you go there, you report there, uh, and you, you work 12 on. So I, I got nights, I work 12 on, and then you, you sleep as best you can during the day, uh, Mm. at, at the school, at the shelter. Really? So, 
<clears throat> long story short, you're probably sleeping two to three hours, if that, because you're right. you're going from right. days to nights or nights to days, well, and you're like worried about what's going on. So how can you really be sleeping? You know, you're not right. getting any quality sleep. Yeah, well, Chris actually right. found a social studies room because that's what he slept through in high school anyway. So he figured he's like, what the heck? <laughs> that's right. That's the best place I slept. That's where I got the best sleep of my life. Oh my god! <laughs> and the indigenous people. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like slept on a history book, and I can't. And, yeah. I, and I, I, I could contend with Sean now. <laughs> under under the uh, under the watchful eye of Mao Zedong poster in the t- history teacher's room. Anyway, all right. but anyway, we're getting off. So anyway, so anyway, so um, so you go there and then you sleep, and then you you know we worked a couple shifts, and it was just it was basically people were coming in for for the storm, and you know which you got them all set up, and so you're in the gym. The gym's got tarps laid, and you have. I don't know, 10 by five, it's like a jail cell, but they're marked off with painter's tape. And that's where you and your family hang out. And that, and that's, and that's where you stay. Now, what you, what you have to imagine though, is you're in there and you have all races, colors, creeds, everything that they bring their own food. Right. They, they probably were coming from, you know, it was, it was night. So they maybe showered in the morning, but they got home from work, didn't have time to shower, came in. So you have all these odors and all these people <laughs> intermingling and stuff like Dude, I'm telling you, I'll get to that in a second. <clears throat> so they come in, they get like a honey bun and peanut butter sandwich. We, we, you know, we feed them, you know, as best we could. They get, um, they get a toiletry kit and then they do the best they can. Well, Get, get get a bunch of people set in, settle in. We lose power, but it goes to a generator. Yeah. Well, the school I was at, the generator doesn't work. The air conditioning. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. So now so, you've converted to Santeria. So, you practice that now because you just you had nothing else to do. <laughs> Everyone just gets so, the X body spray. Right. So so then so then at like two or three in the morning, then you start having people that that waited too long coming in. Now they're wet. Oh my god! Yeah, so oh, about yeah. so. So, right. it was but unbelievable. I do, I do have a funny story about that. So we're people are coming in, and you're supposed to have different shelters for different people. You know, if you have medical or if you have pets, right. or whatever. But it, when people waited that long, we're just taking everybody. So, right. so yeah, guy, what are you gonna do? It yeah, goes out the window, right. right? So I get this guy. He is drunk as hell, <laughs> drunk as hell, and and he comes walking up. He goes like. Uh, I'm like, hey, sir, you need your ID. He's like, listen, I don't have my ID and my phone because it was left in the car. He goes, I was over at Taco Tuesdays or whatever, and all of a sudden I get scooped up by a bus, and here I am soaking wet. So I'm like, well, you can't. (laughs) Yeah, I go. So you, I go. You can't. You can't go anywhere. So we call them Taco Tuesday the whole night. So. How is this different than any other Tuesday for you, sir? You know what so, I mean? <laughs> so what we found, what, what we kind of pieced together is that the water comes rushing in. And for whatever reason, I don't know if he thought he was at a liquor store or he was at a bar, but there, wherever, where he was picked up, there's no restaurant called Taco Tuesday. So I think we think what happened is he drove to this place, thought he was going into a, uh, uh, a liquor store or something and the water comes rushing in and he was just standing by a group of people that, and the only dry spot that were that the buses were coming to take people to safety and he got just pulled by the crowd and he ends up in the shelter so uh, all night he was the most angriest person ever like and he goes well, i'm gonna go i'm like okay i mean because we can't keep you 
we can't keep you. You could come and go as you right. please. Yeah, you can't by law force right. people to stay in there. And that's where like half the problem occurs is that people think that, you know, uh, like we have this authority during a national emergency, like uh, especially weather related, like we can detain the person. The Fourth Amendment doesn't say unless, of course, there's a tornado or a right. hurricane and things like that. If people want to go, we're like, oh, look, we've got so many other things we got to do. Sir, we got to let you go. And, and again, it sounds like and I'm not you know, we're not making light of a bad situation, but these are the weird things that we still have to deal with. Like this guy didn't think a hurricane coming was any worthy of change it up as taco Tuesday routine. Right. But you even know what I mean, but, like he's like, Hey, this is what I'm going to do. And then he is completely at, at this. But even, he's even sober people waited. Like, like, you know, this is coming. Like, you know, that this is coming and they're like, we're going to wait it out, whatever. But so he was the, ang- he was just angry the entire night, getting up and walking around and, Puffing and you know, and, and I'm and sure that's the that's only one out of like it's a very you know that's a kind of a unique thing. I'm sure everyone else is just oh yeah, no, everybody else was just hey. and something to eat and you know some yeah. I'm grateful to right. actually have it right, yeah. right. We did have one guy that came in from uh, there's a JW Marriott on Marco, and at the JW there's a top floor which is the penthouse, and then the second floor which is the mini penthouse. Him and his family came from the the mini penthouse, and he comes walking in. He's like, okay. Where's our room? I go, oh, come here, sir. <laughs> Where's our room? Let me explain to you how this room. works. See that blue tape? Right. So, right. Yeah. yeah. Left. Left. So, right, right, right. right. So, well, hold on a second, sir. We're going to go put you in where all the dodgeballs are stored because you're, you know, you're, a, you're a Commodore class hurricane so, you know, victim. You know what I mean? So he was like, okay. So we, we talked him through it. I'm like, listen, just get your family. Stay the night. You're not going to sleep. Okay. You're going to protect your family. You're not going to sleep. And when, when everything blows by tomorrow, they're talking about the water, whatever, we'll, we'll, we'll get, we'll get you out of here. We'll get you someplace or you can pick a place. So, cause he's got friends with condos or whatever. So anyway, so we make it through the, the, that night, get people just coming and rushing in for, What's, what know, was the like of, capacity of this place, you know, or like how many people could ours, come in? Our, ours would hold, ours would hold 500, but we could open up other areas to 1200 Holy people. Holy cow. Yeah, and during Irma, it was close to twelve hundred. More than double, yeah. right? Yeah, right. yeah. Right. And you're talking, right. you know, two or three deputies per maybe per shift for twelve hundred people, and that's I mean, and then obviously you know that we have medical calls right. coming in. People forget right. their pills, right. Right. whatever. It's just right. it's it's Did all. Do they have FD medics and stuff staff there too, or what? Or no, because no. they were out running. They they were out running, getting the people who couldn't get wow. out. You know, they were going to medical calls and, you know, so, so we had to kind of separate. So we set up people who had, uh, you know, the, uh, the masks or oxygen or whatever in one area, you know, so, you know, we kind of got on. So we get through the the 24 hours and we get through the, the, the next, the next 48 or the next 24. So we're, we're into 48. Everything's kind of going smooth. You know, just a lot of the, a lot of fear of the unknown, like, you know, because everybody saw the water rushing in, cars floating around, like there there was boats in the middle of the street. It was it was it was crazy. So yeah, yeah. so we like, we get through a lot that of property damage, obviously too. Oh yeah, yeah, a lot of property damage. Um, you know, so we get through that, and then uh, that'd be Thursday, one o'clock. They come knocking on my door saying, "All right, you got to get up," <clears throat> and then they're um, they're combining the shelters. And tonight, six o'clock, you report to a district and you're working. They called it a strike team Mm -hmm. and you're working six B to six A. And basically what I gathered from it is it's body recovery and survivor recovery and make sure people don't loot. And that was pretty much that. That was our mission. That was so. 
So what what now what were your orders house to house kind of stuff or what what were you doing on the street no. like to prevent looting or did somebody say hey we think there's a dead body in there and you guys go there and check it out or how does that all work with the water still being so, like that high So basically what we did is we so when you when you logged on whatever was uh you did you used to different things. You had, you know, you're driving around, but you also answered well-being checks. People that were calling saying, Hey, I haven't heard from my mom or my dad or my brother and sister. So you were doing all that in between. Mm-hmm. You're driving down streets, you know, just up and down, just kind of looking for stuff. We really didn't uh, really knock on any on on just random doors because we had so many calls stacked for well-being checks. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, just yeah, just <clears throat> so, all of those yeah. calls. Right. Right. So um, and we were lucky here in this county because we were kind of uh you know, our, our, where the hurricane hit was to cause a ton of damage was, um, in small sectors, not like Lee County. Lee County was, uh, Bonita Springs, yeah, Fort uh, Myers, Fort Myers, yeah. Fort Myers Beach, yeah. all that. They yeah, got, yeah, that's yeah, bad. Yeah. Sure, so we were saying that yeah, so we're going to yeah. have a lot of yeah, deaths. It's all bad, but thank God it made that little turn to go a little bit North. Um, but, uh, <clears throat> anyway, so that's what we were doing. And then, um, we did that for four or five days to make sure everything was squared away. And then by the following Tuesday, no, by the following Thursday, uh, schools were back up and running and we were good to go. So um, I was out, I was without power for like five or six days mm-hmm. and it really wasn't mm-hmm. bad because the storm cooled it off. I really didn't need air, um, you know, and stuff, but it's, it's kind of weird. And I think the biggest thing for me is like, you're by yourself in the quiet for five days. And I mean, it was like, it was quiet. Like my cell phone didn't work unless I went to, um, I went to a major intersection about three miles away for like, till t- for like four or five really? days. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. And, and you really start thinking like, so your five days I have water and some food, you know, cause I had to throw everything out because honey nobody was home. Yeah. Funny, my honey right. buns. <laughs> um, so I had to throw out the, sh- the, the, the polo sausage and all. Day five of honey buns. There's no other food. <laughs> Chris, Chris fashioned a, a, a volleyball into a head like Wilson, but it wasn't a big enough volleyball because he couldn't relate to it because it was Polish. <laughs> but, 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 actually, but, but mine was actually a doll of, of Uncle Money Penny. I yeah, talked yeah. to him for four days. <laughs> Chris is like, I'd stay too. He's like losing his back. Don't you worry, Chris. We have Bitcoin. <laughs> Hurricane can hurt Bitcoin. <laughs> I wonder what the poor people are doing. The deals and the, the, the deals that that guy and I made were uh, incredible. Yeah, like you would have walked into the desert like Jim Morrison. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but it, it was really weird because one of the things I've learned, it, I learned was during this whole quiet time. To, to be per- perfectly honest, is that as as a, as a as people. We really don't need a lot. We don't. All we the do food you have in the fridge and all that, it's it's overabundance, which 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 I learned. And then you learn a lot about like what quiet is. And it, it was really weird one one morning I got up and so I have a mattress and then I have a mattress topper. And did you ever, like when you squeeze like the mattress topper, it's like foam and mm-hmm. it opens up. I actually heard the thing opening up. Like, seriously. Like and I've never like, heard that before. And, that, and that's right. what, and right. the, You are wow. going crazy. You are squeezing yeah. sponges yeah. all day in your house by yourself. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, okay. So that's where, that was one of the things I learned. Like, well, as humans, we need contact, whether it's through FaceTime or whatever. Right. You know, you, right. you need some type of camaraderie or some contact. And, uh, 
anyway, so we got through that and then um, got on the street, did our thing there. The, the street, thank God. Um, the looting really wasn't bad at all here because it just wasn't because people um, people were not allowing that to happen. I think we had one or two cases where people tried mm-hmm. and um, really didn't work out for them. <laughs> And then, uh, and then they're taking that looting real seriously oh, yeah. because in the under uh, in the other counties, um, everybody's walking around strap. Right. Yeah. Everybody's right. walking around right. strap. So, um, I think the most interesting sign I, I saw, like on the news, you know, or they were doing like a drive down the street, and the sign in front of somebody's house, just a spray painted piece of plywood said, "Loot here, die here." I think it was on that, that, that tablecloth my grandmother had that we referred to in that other episode. Of the bar. <laughs> I was like, what is that, Grandma? Grandma, What's what that? does that mean? <laughs> and the orange guy had a, like a, like an AR. It was a BAR because it was back from the 40s. You know what I mean? He, he kiped it right. from World War II. But, uh, you know, it's so, like, we're, obviously anyway, we're making light of this stuff, but it's like, you know, that's, what, that's you know the a, thing yeah, that they crazy. keep showing you, yeah, the imagery that you show you a lot is like of the, 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 the destruction of areas yeah. like that, that crossing there to Sanibel Island is the famous image that you see. It's like completely wiped out. We mm-hmm. drove on the road. My wife and I drove on that road. We went down there, visited one time and it's completely gone. And you think to yourself, how long is that going to take? Does it seem like Florida because they deal with so many hurricanes they are kind of like. Like they deal with it better. Like South Carolina can't deal with snow. So like the entire state shuts right. down if they even talk about snow. It's like, mm-hmm. don't talk about that because one, well, I think gonna it, be one of the things shut. that I, that I, that I saw, like if you look at Sanibel Island, I just think it's the resiliency. That I think that people have that, that, that they don't think they really, really have. Like if you want to lose weight or you want to stop smoking or you want to do better in your life or whatever, I think, you know, by watching this firsthand, I don't think there's anything anybody can't do because if you look at that bridge, that bridge was washed out, washed right. out. Yeah. So the the Army or Corps of Engineers or whoever it was got together and they're like, okay, we have 17 days to get something constructed because we've got to get in there. Right. It took them less than five. Yeah. And, and it was just everybody coming. Yeah. yeah. Everybody coming together to... And, 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 and as, as I look at the bridge, it's just they just took a bunch of sand and a bunch of dirt and made a big pile to let all the army uh, or um, uh, I think it was I think it was army. Um, yeah, they made like a temporary I saw they did. Like yeah. Kind yeah, well, just the Army Corps engineer handles all of that kind of stuff. They have the, the Army Corps okay. engineer has the resources to deal with that kind of stuff. Um, and they you know, they did that like with the Katrina, uh, a lot of that right. stuff, because they're they're the ones that have the capacity for that. The Army Corps engineer is obviously the one that is responsible for the inland waterways, all the stuff that you see yeah. infrastructure wise that you just completely take for granted. Okay. That is their whole game. Little well, known fact, though, is probably that general down there, his wife actually really liked collecting seashells. So that's why I was expedited. <laughs> Right. But here's the other thing that I don't think anybody really understands that that people don't understand, except maybe people like you, Sean, that were in the military. Like Ugh. these guys and these guys and gals that were going across this temporary bridge and power trucks, all those guys that were going in realized that they were going to be stuck in that from five to 10 days. So until they could rebuild this bridge. And um, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> like I said, I just think there was a lot of lessons learned from a personal standpoint um, about resiliency, people coming together and um, just, you know, working together to get through, through, through things. And one other thing is just like, you know, when you see this thing coming, just go, go West, go East, just go away from it. Like wait, wait a couple of days and just let this thing, yeah. you know, iron out right. because, right. you know, you're sending it. This is our job and, and, and we'll do it, but you make it harder for everybody else 
because they they have to wait. And the people that can't get out, people who are old, older, and they don't have anybody, they have medical needs, you're taking away assets from them. And here's one other thing I, I got to let people know is the fact that <clears throat> by Thursday, so we were into it for eh, probably going on, probably going on our, on our on our second day. They put uh, they put a team together, anybody because we couldn't go home, so they were assigning mm-hmm. road road people and districts to go check on our houses and our family. I, I would just I see, I think the biggest clothing thoughts that I have is that people you know have can realize that no matter what happens, you know, be prepared. You know, if you see something coming, prepare. You know, get ready and you know leave. Try and avoid it. And I think the resiliency, I mean, even to the fact of, you know, this is going to sound funny, but taking, you know, taking cold showers and eating whatever you have left in the refrigerator, you know, is, is a blessing, you know, cause you're not dead. Your house isn't flooded. I don't have power and, you know, just, you know, be ready for mm-hmm. it and just count your blessings and, and thank everybody out there. I'm talking about policemen, firemen, you know, uh, medics, FEMA, you know, all those government guys to come in and help yep. out, you know, the Army Corps engineers, all those guys that come in and, and try and make this better. And I'll tell you what, the, real, some, the heroes, too, are those guys that come in with the power lines. They're out there with one million, gazillion, thousand kilowatt volts and put stuff together into the rain so you can get your air conditioning back on. Um, you know, you really have to, you know, thank everybody and and the resiliency I think anybody could do. Well, again, there's a, there, I'm sure there's a ton of local charities if you look them up. Um, but as we always say, you know, because we are dealing with people from all across the world that are listening to us right now, is remember redcross.org. Go to the redcross.org. It's that simple. Put that in. You'll go right there right, right now, one of the main pages. If you don't get right on their main pages about how you can make a charitable donation to help and the people that are recovering, mm-hmm. the Red Cross is huge in that process and it's kind of universal in the kind of help that it can give people and things like that. Um, do a little research yourself and realize, you know, hey, we're all pretty blessed to live in this country. There are challenges like there are anywhere else. But, uh, you know, we hoped a little bit of humor could help some folks understand and, and deal with this a little bit better. Uh, that being said, Chris, you want to take us out on this one? Because it's glad we're glad to have you back. The Polish fog is back. It's really comforting I'm to glad, hear that. I'm right? glad to be back. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Please go to where you get your podcasts and download. Go to the website. You can listen to old shows. And if you have any questions or comments, leave emails and questions. If you want to be a guest or you have anybody that wants to be a guest, please email us at 3 talk at gmail.com. Thanks, everybody, and stay blessed. Ever wanted to ask a police officer a question? Mail your questions to 3CopsTalk at gmail.com. That's the number three, CopsTalk at gmail.com, and we'll answer them on the show. Follow us on Instagram at 3CopsTalk. That's the number three, CopsTalk. Thanks for listening, and stay safe out there.